guys, Derek here from Bomb Socks, and welcome to the Bomb Bites podcast. Hey, if you're new to Bomb Bites, it's a service from our company, Bomb Socks, to help be a resource to use. You're studying along with the Come Follow Me curriculum for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Hope you enjoy today's episode. This week of study has been something that everybody has been looking forward to for so long. We are getting into the book of Isaiah, right? The man who strikes fear into the hearts of members of the church. And we'll talk about that in a second here of maybe why I think we overcomplicate that just a little bit. So let me introduce you first to Isaiah. Now let me back up and just put us in the context of where we're at. So you remember the two divided kingdoms where you've got the kingdom of Israel and you've got the kingdom of Judah. You've got the northern kingdom up here and you got the southern kingdom down there. Ten tribes in the north, you got two tribes in the south, Israel and Judah. Now each kingdom has prophets that are working with them. In the northern kingdom, you've got Elijah and Elisha, which we've already talked about. Amos, Hosea, Jonah, Nahum, Daniel, and Obadiah are all prophets in the northern kingdom. Then Judah, you have Joel, Micah, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, Habakkuk, Zephaniah, and Isaiah, okay? So to put that into perspective, Isaiah works with the southern kingdom of Judah. He served as prophet from 740 to 701 BC for about 40 years. So at the time of his calling, he might not have been this white-haired old man that we often imagine. And you can read about his calling in Isaiah chapter 6 this week. It's a great chapter. Uh, He had a family. You can read about his wife, the prophetess, as she is known as and the naming of his newborn son in Isaiah chapter 8. We'll talk about that as well this week. He was a chief advisor to King Hezekiah. You remember how awesome Hezekiah was. Isaiah had a lot of influence in Jerusalem. He was like a court prophet to where he was an advisor there to the government. Now, Isaiah is the most frequently quoted prophet in Scripture. 32% of the book of Isaiah is quoted in the Book of Mormon and another 3% is paraphrased. So here is where I think we as members of the church start having a problem with Isaiah is because when we're reading him, we're generally reading him in the Book of Mormon. Now, comparatively speaking, the Book of Mormon is an easier book of scripture to understand than the Old Testament. So when we're reading the Book of Mormon, it's kind of like this. I, I, I tend to look at it this way. It's like you're on this nice little nature hike, you know. First Nephi is not very difficult to understand. You got a family coming out of Jerusalem at a time where it was wicked. And then they go back and get plates and they go back and get wives and you, you see this family that is is kind of dysfunctional and you got a prophet who's leading his family. You got a couple of kids who are disobedient. You got a couple of kids who are righteous, one especially righteous through this. The conflict that is there as they're traveling through the wilderness. The narrative in the Book of Mormon is not that hard. You get to the end of First Nephi and you've got Nephi who starts quoting from Isaiah just a couple of chapters and you're like, okay, I'll allow it. I get that Nephi loves Isaiah. We'll talk more about that in a second. But then you get into Second Nephi and all of a sudden you hit this wall that is called the Isaiah Mountain on this wonderful little nature hike. All of a sudden you got this boom, steep mountain right here from about 2 Nephi chapter 12 up through 24. Now at that moment, you can either retreat and just go back to the nature hike or you can try to climb the mountain. Um, And most people, I think, try to just skip over it or they just skim over it. Anybody who appreciates a good mountain climb understands that you're going to get up there and you're going to see some things that you've never seen before. You're going to see some views that you've never seen before. And so that's the importance of reading 
this. Now, when you take Isaiah in the context of the Old Testament, he's not as hard to understand because the Old Testament is a tougher narrative. So I think that's where we as members of the church almost get a little spoiled. We're just like, why is this in the Book of Mormon? We Why don't we have this easy thing that we do? Yeah, it's a little bit harder when you're taking it in that context because that's where we read him the most. You go to the Old Testament, like I said, it's not, I don't think he's any harder than any other Old Testament prophet. We're just used to seeing him in the Book of Mormon. Now, Nephi himself is taking this from the Old Testament. Nephi loved Isaiah. In fact, you read some of the things that Nephi says about Isaiah. You, you go to, for example, 2 Nephi chapter 11, where Nephi is talking about himself. He's talking about his little brother Jacob. He's talking about Isaiah as well. Verse number two, he says, I, Nephi, write more of the words of Isaiah. He's already written a couple chapters towards the end of 1 Nephi. For my soul delighteth in his words. I will liken his words unto my people. I will send them forth unto all my children, for he verily saw my Redeemer even as I have seen him. We get a great glimpse into Nephi right there. Isaiah saw Jesus, and I have seen him as well. And my brother Jacob has seen him as well. You go down to verse number four. Behold, my soul delighteth in proving unto my people the truth of the coming of Christ. Verse five, my soul delighteth in the covenants of the Lord. We'll talk more about that tomorrow. My soul delighteth in his grace, his justice, his power, and his mercy, and the great eternal plan of deliverance from death. My soul delighteth. I, I wonder if you're seeing a pattern here. In proving unto my people that save Christ should come, all men must perish. Now you go over to the end of the Isaiah chapters in 2 Nephi 25. There is some similar verbiage. 2 Nephi 25 verse 4. My soul delighteth in plainness unto my people. Verse 5. My soul delighteth in the words of Isaiah. For I came out of Jerusalem. My eyes hath beheld the things of the Jews. I know that the Jews do understand the things of the prophets. Verse 6. I myself have dwelt in Jerusalem. Wherefore I know concerning the regions round about. And so when Nephi speaks to his people, he's speaking to them as if they know certain things. And we don't have that same understanding. But again, as you're reading through the Old Testament this year, you get a little bit of context, you can understand it. Second Nephi chapter 25, verse 8. They, meaning Isaiah's words, are of great worth unto the children of men. He that supposeth that they are not, unto them will I speak particularly, and confine the words unto my own people, for I know that they shall be of great worth unto them in the last days. For in that day, meaning now, they shall understand them. Wherefore, for their good have I written them. And so Nephi has written these things for us to be able to understand. He's included them in the Book of Mormon. So every time you read the Book of Mormon, you're going to have to climb the Isaiah mountain. Now, Jesus Christ himself said very clearly how much he loves Isaiah. You go to 3 Nephi 23 when he's coming to the Nephites. Verse 1, Now behold, I say unto you that ye ought to search these things. Yea, a commandment I give unto you, that ye search these things diligently. For great are the words of Isaiah. For surely he spake as touching all things concerning my people which are of the house of Israel. Now again, that is us. So that should mean something to us. So as you're going through here, you're going to find Jesus Christ. And, and honestly, he's not that hard to find. You go to the easiest Isaiah chapter, in my opinion anyway. It's the last chapter of what we're studying this week. If you go to Isaiah chapter 12. 
12. Now Isaiah chapter 12 is a massive six verses. Look how easy it is to find Jesus Christ. Uh, Verse 2, Behold, God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid, for the Lord Jehovah is my strength and my song. You go all the way through here. In that day, praise the Lord, call upon his name, declare his doings among the people, make mention that his name is exalted, sing unto the Lord. This very much has almost like a psalm feel to it right here. So if you are looking for Jesus Christ in the book of Isaiah, you are going to find him. So as we go throughout the episodes this week, I want you to focus on Jesus Christ. And I also want you to focus on the fact that Isaiah is not as hard. I think we hear that he's hard and we're like, oh no, we're saying Isaiah when we really haven't studied him. Anybody who takes the time to study him is going to find that he's not that hard to understand. You give a little bit of time and effort, just like you do in any Old Testament book or any book of scripture, you're going to understand it. I just think sometimes we feel entitled as members of the church as we're reading him in the context of the Book of Mormon. So if you'll take him out for a minute, put him back in the Old Testament, I think you're going to understand him. And then from there, next time you read the Book of Mormon, you're going to see how he's not as tough as we make him out to be. I hope that helps you out today as we study for the rest of this week. If you'd like to check out our video that goes with today's podcast, you can find us on YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook by simply searching Bomb Socks. That's B-O-M-S-O-C-K-S. And be sure to check out our amazingly comfortable gospel-themed socks at bombsocks.com. Thanks for listening, and hope you'll join us again for more episodes of Bomb Bites. Godspeed, and have a great day.